0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Donovan Lewis is our buddy from Middays on the ticket in Dallas. Great station. Great host. Back on the bench in the biggest way possible. Donovan, my man. Happy holidays.
0: Hey, same to you, man. How are you?
1: Chillin' Hey, so... Uh, I know you guys are used to uh, Jerry and everything, and I've had a lot of uh, fans calling the show the last couple of days talking about he's crazy and everything else. And I'm just like, you know... This isn't ever going to end with this guy talking the way he does on the radio, on the television, after games, uh, just endlessly just going on and on and ranting and raving and saying the things he says, like, about Garrett or talking about going to the Super Bowl and all this other stuff. Fact of the matter is it's not going to happen until he's long gone, and then his son's going to run the franchise. So, I mean, at some point, do you guys on the air down there just say, you know, get used to it?
0: Yeah, you kind of throw your hands up in frustration because no matter who you blame for the Cowboys underachieving, uh, whether it's the coaching staff, whether it's the players executing, you look at the top of the food chain, and that's not going to go away ever. So you have to just sit back and say, hey, man, it's been this way for a long, long time, and it's going to continue to be this way. And when you smell something rotten, you just kind of look in and open up the containers and start sniffing and seeing what the, where the smell is coming from. And it feels like the smell has been coming from up top this whole entire time. I don't know why we're looking in other containers when you open up that carton of milk and smell that spoiled milk that's been that same way for that's
1: great. That is awesome. Hey, so, uh, I mean, what would you do if you were Garrett and this guy was saying these things about you? Like, wouldn't you just, like, go home to your wife and be like, I'm in hell.
0: <laughs> well, you know, it's funny you say that because you think about it, and this guy is at his dream job right now. Now, he's had his ups and downs out. Granted, way more downs than ups. But there's nothing he's wanted more than to be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. And he's living his dream. And he has a boss that loves him to death, that doesn't want to get rid of him, that wants more than anything he wants to win with that guy at the helm. So I can see what you're saying. Yeah, he's kind of been held because, man, he has been uh, the puppet Uh, you know, the Puppet Master's been uh, playing the strings of the Puppet this whole entire time, but it sounds kind of bad, man, but he's used to it, and he's used to the owner and GM going on radio and going on TV and outside of the locker room speaking after the game before even the head coach. Like, I don't think there's another city in this league or a team in this league where the owner and the GM are, Holds a press conference after the game or has radio and television shows. I don't think that happens. I don't think I can name another GM in the league other than Jerry Jones, but he, there he is. And his son, who's not the GM, he's just an executive vice president, he has a radio show also. This is crazy unique what's going on in Dallas, but he's been at the head of this thing for 10 years. So, hey, you know what? If you've seen it for so long, you kind of get used to it, and you kind of know what to expect. And I think that's why we get kind of robotic Jason Garrett around here. Like he's almost kind of numb himself <laughs> because he knows what the heck is going on around here. And the only way he can survive and get through it without punching a wall or punching somebody <laughs> is to kind of just say what he says and have this Garrett speak that we're so used to that frustrates us. But what, what else can he say? The owner and GM says it all.
1: So what is his uh, what is his son like? Because uh, I don't I don't know him from Adam, but I see him up there sitting next to him, and you know, just looking like oh my god. But what what is he going to be like when he takes it over? Is he like his old
0: man? Boy, you know, we always think that it's going to be a little bit better if his son takes over because uh, we feel around here that uh, his son Stephen and Will McClay, the uh, director of player personnel, are the kind of common bosses in the room for Jerry, who wants to do rash and crazy things because he wants to see his team win so badly. Like, uh... He wanted to draft Johnny Manziel, and we all picture Jerry with the card just trying to get it to the podium with Steven on one leg and Will McClay on the other trying to stop him from handing uh, uh, Johnny Manziel's name in to avoid that disaster. So it's almost like we always say that the voices, the other voices in the room are getting a little louder, and Jerry's not the only hate fist down, what I say goes, and we're going to do it my way. It seems like that's kind of turned the corner a little bit, and they've made some really good uh, player personnel moves draft-wise and all that, but we all think it'll be a little different if his son is in charge, if Jerry's no longer in charge. Man, I don't see it. I don't think the apple falls too far from the tree. I think it'll be just kind of the same old, same old you have around here, whoever uh, in that family is in charge.
1: But do the, uh, like, uh, you know, they made so much money. The franchise is worth so much money. Do uh, the fans uh, have a problem with the family, or are they just like, whatever, let's just drink beer and watch the Cowboys?
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think they have a problem with the wolves. You know, when the Cowboys are sucking, yeah, they have a problem with the family big time. Right. But I I don't think that – well, there's not I don't. There's not a, any thinking to it. There's nothing you can do about it. As a Cowboy fan, you can't have a vote and vote them out or anything like that. You're stuck. So if you're a huge fan of the Cowboys and you want the Cowboys to succeed, you know that it's going to be in the Jones family pretty much practically for our lifetimes. So that's one of those things where you have to say, hey – it is what it is. They're never getting rid of the team. It's going to be like this. You're just hoping and praying that they can find that success that they found early on in the ownership. But that's, dude, that's been 25 years. It's almost like you get tired of even dreaming about what was happening before, thinking that you can recapture that again. It's so far gone. You have a whole generation of people that have no idea what it's like to have a championship here in Dallas, but yet and still, all the older fans are always talking about those Super Bowls you won in the 90s and Super Bowl in the 70s. Man, I don't know anything about that. I don't care. I don't win now, so what's the point?
1: (laughs) So, uh, Donovan Lewis winners from the ticket in Dallas. So, tell me about... um... How, you know, where they are right now is, I mean, they're in Bunkville. They've been so average. So, I mean, they just got rolled by the Bills on Thanksgiving. Yeah. All I did was count Bills after that one because I took uh, the Bills and the spread, and I I just think uh, they looked awful to me. Mm-hmm. How how are they going to, like, what are they going to just wash it off and go to Chicago and win, or, or is it the same thing we're going to see again? This team is just so... Average? It's not even funny. I can't even believe they're a playoff team right now. And that's
0: the crazy thing about it, and I think that's been the only saving grace for Garrett this season. I think you really normally don't have Jerry Jones coming out talking about coaching or talking about Garrett like this if he isn't frustrated, thinking he's built a team good enough to not be this average. The only saving grace for Garrett is that he's not three or four games behind a team in the NFC East. This division is so bad that they can be average and still win it and be one of the 12 teams ready to make a run at the Super Bowl. That's the only thing that's saving them. But I, as far as the game, me personally, and I think I'm in the direct minority in this, I think the Cowboys are going to figure it out tomorrow night and have a really, really good game in Chicago. But I am think I'm just being optimistic. Why would I ever just sit back and think, that things are going to be different when it's been just this way the whole time. But it's typical cowboys, Pharrell. Typical cowboys to go out when you've when you're on your last rope. You've given up on this team. You're saying, you know what? I'm not going to even care anymore. It's typical of this team and this regime to go out and go on the road and dominate a team like Chicago and get a win and get everyone's hopes up again, just to get smacked in the face again down the road. So. That's why I don't have any statistical reasoning to tell you that they're gonna go and uh beat up on Chicago, but I just have a feeling that's gonna happen because that's the roller coaster ride this team, this fan base has been on for a couple of decades around here.
1: So is uh Garrett toast?
0: Uh yes. I really do think so. Anything short of a conference championship game or a Super Bowl, I think one hundred percent he's toast. And even if the conference championship happens and they don't make it to the Super Bowl, he kind of is halfway toast. Kind of that light-skinned toast because he's not, he's not going to come back for another year or two extension. If you sign him to another contract extension, it's going to be four or five years. And I don't think that people around here are ready to see Garrett around here for another four or five years. That would mean if he signed a five-year extension and he saw the end of that contract, he would have been the head coach of this team for 15 years. That is crazy to think about in this league without any playoff success. Like Carolina just fired Rivera. He made it to a Super Bowl, and they got tired of that act, but yet still Garrett still has his job. It's, Man, I don't put 100% of the blame on him at all as far as the fault around here. I think the player execution has something to do with it also, but but the only thing you can change to get a culture change around here is your coach. You can't fire the team. You're going to have to sign some of these players still to huge money, so you can't change that. The one thing you have control over is the coach and the coaching staff, and that's the one thing you can change to try to give everybody a kick in the pants around here.
1: Donovan uh, Lewis with us. Uh, I have to ask you about uh, Doncic and Porzingis. Uh, I just love – Don't is my favorite player. I mean, I can't get enough of watching this guy fill it up. He's just so unbelievable, the way he uses his body. Uh, You know, he's got like a little – you know, baby fat thing going or, you know, he just looks like he's got a little – he's drank a couple beers and, you know, he's had a couple of sandwiches. And he, But he's so long and and his stroke – I mean, this guy can shoot 30-footers like they're free throws, and his step back is just sickening. His vision is ridiculous. The guy drops dimes like you drink orange juice. It's just unbelievable watching him play. And he certainly made everyone around him better, even uh, Zinger – uh, what's it like to have that on your doorstep every night to watch?
0: Yeah, man, to go from Dirk, that generational player, same franchise for all those years, to Luka just right there, them playing one year together, and now he has the keys to the franchise. It's incredible, man. I, I, I'm with you. His vision to me is number one. It's amazing how he can get the ball, get the ball to his teammates ready to shoot and give them every opportunity to make that basket. But another thing that I love about him, Pharrell, he's never in a rush. You never see him panicking or anything like that. It's almost like, how can he get past this dude when it looks like he's going 65%? That's how good he is, and that's how good he's been. It is a joy sitting back watching him go from a good player and a surprise uh, uh, last year. We didn't realize how good he was going to be to flipping the switch to becoming a bona fide superstar in one year. Like, that's incredible. Yeah, I don't think we've seen that happen in the NBA in a long time. He is a bona fide superstar right now. And the NBA game, the way it's being played right that, uh, right now, Fits him like a glove. I mean, I
1: love – I just love watching his games. I watch every one. I just can't get enough of it. I wish I lived there. Uh, I have to tell you, Dallas, uh, the Stars, they're like a roller coaster right there out by the stadium with that Six Flags right there by, uh, you know, where the the Rangers and Cowboys play, you know, because – the stars, you know, they've dropped four in a row, but they had started like like they had, you know, the 1. flu, 1. right? They they were like playing like they had the flu, and then right. they then they were the hottest team in hockey with the Islanders, and now they're losing again. But they've they've actually won six of ten, but they've dropped four in a row. Who the
0: hell are they? <laughs> you know, I think it's somewhere in the middle. They're not as bad as their start. I don't think they're as good as that run that they had. So it only even out, and I think that you'll have a, you know, a team that's going to compete for the division, have a chance to win it, will surely definitely make the playoffs, and if they get into the playoffs and they get hot with that really good goaltender that they have, then they will be a force to be reckoned with. You know, those are the ebbs and the flows of the season. You know, you have some teams that kind of have a steady ship. Where you don't have any highs or really lows, they kind of, you know, work their way through. The stars are just putting their fans, uh, yeah, like you said, going to six flags. We're riding the, uh, the the shock wave, just going around and up real slow, and then down real fast, and then up. It's it's one of those things that I think will probably level off here toward the middle of the season, but uh, I, I think they'll be a really good team.
1: Let me ask you lastly, uh, Don. I gotta ask you about. Um The the Rangers, are they going to sign Rendon?
0: Boy, I sure hope so. If they're opening that new stadium, I think they're going to have to put a really good product on the field to to keep people interested. The stadium is going to bring people out. Because if you have air-conditioned baseball in Texas, people are going to look like Tim Robbins when he escaped in Shawshank. They're going to step into that stadium and just <laughs> their all and soak in all the air uh, conditioning. So that's going to be one thing. But they're going to have to put a good product on the field. And to do that, they're going to have to open up that wallet and spend some money. And, yeah, he's top of the list. And that's one of the major needs around here. So. You uh, you know, hey, if you want to play with the big boys, you got to get one of the big boys to play, and he's one of them. So hopefully they can get that deal done and get some star power around here and get some butts and
1: seats. Yeah, I think they're going to get him. I really do. Uh, so the Mavs. I think they, uh, they won tonight, uh, 121-114, over to T-Wolves. Uh, Powell had a big game, 24-5-4. Donovan, great stuff. Uh, thanks so much for the uh, talk about everything and the Cowboys. Uh, we'll see how they do tomorrow night uh, at Soldier Field against the Bears. Have a great Christmas, dude, and Happy New Year.
0: Hey, you too, man.
1: All right, there he is, Donovan Lewis, our buddy from Middays on the ticket in Dallas. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.